Hey guys, welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur. Today we have an amazing guest for you. We're gonna be talking about trademarking your business. You don't wanna miss this episode, so stay tuned. Coming to you from San Antonio, Texas. Welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur, a podcast created to help entrepreneurs build their business. Branding, marketing, analytics, positioning, and lead generation, plus interviews with other business owners to learn from their successes and failures. Now, here is your host, Abel Garza. Hey guys, welcome back to The Creative Entrepreneur. Today we have a stacked show for you. We have an amazing guest for you. We're going to be talking about intellectual property and trademarking your business, which is super important. Please help me welcome Danny Lopez. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. So we have uh, some good stuff for your listeners, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to be talking about intellectual property. And primarily, I want to talk about trademarking for sure. So give me a little bit of information as to who you are, what you do and how you help your customers. So I'm Danny. I'm an attorney. I'm also the founder of my brand Esquire. Uh, we're essentially a virtual law firm helping small business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs with their legal needs. Um, my current base right now, we, we help people all over the U.S. From I'm, I'm located in California. We've helped people as far east to Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we, we want business owners to we want to be a safe place for for business for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. uh, usually, there's a lot of legal questions that come with opening a business, and we're there to answer them for them and make sure they're comfortable in you know growing a successful business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, a lot of times people don't think about the legalities behind starting a business. And then they, they put a lot of money and they put a lot of time into their business. And before you know it, you get a, a cease and desist letter and you're like, crap, now what? So yeah, I definitely want to delve into that information. So let's, uh, let's talk about uh, some of the intellectual property questions that you normally get from from your customers. So the, there's there's three main parts of intellectual property that business owners typically have, and it's between trademarks, copyrights, and patents. Mm. And you know, a lot of people don't necessarily know what they mean. They know that they have something. They don't know whether they want to patent it, trademark it, or if they want to copyright for it. And you know, the real short, simple way to, to go about it is a patent is whenever you have some sort of an invention. So if you create something or you change the design on something that's so unique that it warrants a patent. Um, those kind of things, that, that's where patent law goes into. So if you're, if you're an inventor, if you're a creator of, of physical things, of functional things, that's when you look for patent protection. Mm -hmm. As far as copyrights, that's for your creatives. You know? So we live in a, in a virtual age where you can pretty much put up anything you want online. And the big thing with copyright is as soon as you put it in a uh, you know, physical form of expression, whether it's a sound, you know what I mean? Let's say if you, you sing a song that's yours mm -hmm. or if you draw something out, that technically already has copyright protection. But what you want to do is you want to take it forward. You want to take it you know, to, to the next level and get your copyright protection so that nobody else is free to use that. And if they do use it, you have some remedies. Yeah. And then trademarks is kind of what we specialize in. And trademarks are designed to help consumers. So we see products all the time, right? So if I tell you Nike, you, you know what I'm talking about right away. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no confusion. You know, trademarks, what they do is they protect that. Mm -hmm. 
so that if you start a shoe company and you say, oh, you know what, we're going to be Nike with two E's or your athletic company slogan is going to be just did it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Nike's lawyers are going to come after you and say, no, look, you're infringing <laughs> on our trademark. We registered that. Everyone knows you can look on the USPTO website. It's there. Yeah. Now give us money for everything you sold with our name on it and with our likeness on it. Yeah. And, you know, the, the biggest part about trademark is that, you know, it, the UST, the USPTO's goal is to make sure consumers aren't confused when they look at things. You know what I mean, yeah. it ensures better quality and products. It ensures that they know what the source of their goods come from. You know, um, you have a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I checked before the show. Your, your show is uh, trademarked. Well, I was, I was very... <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, you know what? Uh, a lot of people, I think they don't understand that even something that's tangential to what, you know, they're trying to, to do. Because, like, you know, I don't even want to say it because I don't even want to get their intention at all. But there's a certain company out there that's representative of and for entrepreneurs. And... Uh, it's almost they have like a, I mean, it's like a superpower over this word. And so anything that's close to to that, like let's just say, you know, uh, like you said, Nike, and then you, you try to start a company that's Nike with two E's. Well, it's too close. It's too close to, to what Nike has. So they'll look at that. And, you know, once you – and it's important too because you don't want to go out there and start building your business and start investing all this money. And then all of a sudden Nike comes back and says, hey, it's the same thing, but you can't just add an E. Like, you know, the creative entrepreneur, somebody comes in and says – you know, the creative entrepreneurs, you know, and, and then it's like, okay, well, that's like saying the UPS store, uh, you know, and saying the UPS stores, it, it's almost the same thing. You know what I mean? So it, I think a lot of people don't understand that it, even if it, if it uh, teeters on the similarities of, of what somebody else already has registered, then you're, you're, you're looking at something that you may get a cease and desist letter. Absolutely. And I think the biggest thing to take, a, take away from that is that we're, we're at an age where you get punished for those things. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not a slap on the wrist either. You know, um, very recently, as, as, as lately as April, the Supreme, came, the Supreme Court came down with a decision saying that, you know, you know to you know, get somebody on trademark infringement, mm-hmm. you no longer have to find that the defendant was willful, willful in their actions if you want to collect the profits from that company. Mm-hmm. So what that means for small business owners is, you know, you can, you can copy someone else's trademark and you might not even know it. You know, you might, you know, full faithfully say my company is Purell because we think that we don't even know that that's an actual brand and mm-hmm. we're just going to go with this because we want to sell clean products. Mm-hmm. But if Purell finds out, it doesn't matter if you did it by mistake. It doesn't matter if you, you know, added three L's on it, you're going to get punished for it. And as a business owner, specifically small business owners or new business owners, that, that research and that little bit of protection at the beginning of your, of your business can save you a lot of money and a huge headache when, you know, when you get to that point in your business that either a company finds out or you do get that cease and desist letter that you were talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's a tricky thing because uh, trademark should be, I think, one of the first things that you do because it's almost like 
it's almost like deciding whether or not you're going to invest $50,000 in a business and then not trademark your name. So you, you invest so much money in your reputation, your branding, uh, and getting your name out there. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, this is the, the exact same business as somebody who's local or somebody who's, oh, I mean, obviously if it's local, you have to register it and it's probably in the system. But, you know, even like I said, if it touches on the, on the, on the name of a different company, you're, you're looking at losing all that money potentially. Absolutely. And I think the one thing that, you know, as an, as an attorney, I try to make clear to, to clients is, whatever amount of money you're going to spend on the front end. And by the way, if a trademark application isn't that expensive. A trademark application itself is maybe around 275 mm. And to hire an attorney to do it, it'll probably run you maybe $1,000. I'd say no more than $1,000 in most places. Some, some will charge you more depending on the kind of mark you're registering. Mm-hmm. But it is one of the cheaper ways you can protect your business. It is one of the cheaper ways you can protect your name. And look, I don't know, I don't know who starts their company saying, if I fail, it's okay. No, everyone starts their company thinking, look, we want to start this. We're going to grow this, you know, eventually, hopefully become so good that this is what we're known for. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that if you don't protect your trademark. You know what I mean? And we're not just talking about people copying your name and, you know, taking your product. It goes further than that. You know what I mean? With the, with the USPTO, they do this cool thing where if, you know, they, they try to stop people from, from bootlegging and from, you know, shipping in products with U.S. companies' names that are trademarked. Mm-hmm. And they do that. They do that work. They don't always do it great. Obviously, sometimes things slip by, but it, it is one of the assets of having that trademark protection to your name. And, you know, it, it's eval- invaluable. I mean, you keep going. As your business grows, people are going to want to copy what you have. It's just, it's just the way the world works. You know what I mean? So you want to make sure you protect yourself from that, too. And I, I read recently that if you if you don't act on it if you know somebody's using your name and you don't act on it what are the ramifications for that so say so you're trademarked already yeah so so let's just say you have a trademark it's registered and then uh you find out that somebody's using your name but you don't act on it you don't send them a letter so in that situation my, my first question would be you know, why aren't you sending them a letter? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And there's, there could be valid reasons. You guys could have an agreement in place. Mm-hmm. Again, if there's an agreement, I, you know, as a lawyer, I'd prefer that to be in writing because you have something to point back to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? It's one of those things where you have to, you have to manage your own trademark. Mm-hmm. And that's also one of the, that's also one of the things you hire a lawyer for, for them to, to, you know, look around different mm-hmm. states. You know what I mean? Look around mm-hmm. different companies. See if anyone is using that mark. It is up to you and if you hire an attorney to protect that mark, to enforce it, to mm-hmm. make sure your own mark stays strong. Yeah. And, and you know, it, as you said, as you grow, if you do see people using your mark, yeah, you have to tell them to stop. Or if not, you kind of lose that right as it goes on. Absolutely. And that's kind of what I was getting to because if you don't act on it, you almost forfeit that right to go after them. And uh, I don't know where I read that. I think it was in one of the, <laughs> I think when I was getting my, my trademark in and I, 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 uh, I received some paperwork and I read that and I was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy because if you're not 
proactively uh, looking to see if whether or not anybody's infringing on your trademark, it could go uh, on the back burner if you try to go after them later if you don't act uh, uh, if you don't act swiftly. Absolutely. And, you know, it's one of those things where as you get, you know, we talked about how you can change a letter, how you can't change a letter mm-hmm. and make it, you know, a, a good trademark. And it's one of those things like, you know, let's say I'm sen- I'm selling Vans, Vans off the wall, you know, their, their clothing line, right? If they see a brand that's close to theirs, but they do nothing about it, they can't come when that business becomes successful and say, hey, look, they, they're making money off something that's ours. What they're gonna, what the court is gonna ask, what the USPTO is gonna ask, well, do you have notice of it? And if that other attorney can show that, you know, Vans had good reason to know that this was happening, then it's like, hey, look, you, you didn't enforce your rights when you had the chance. That's too bad. We're gonna let this, we're gonna let this brand stay, and you're gonna have to share that space. Yeah, I guess the question would be at that point is whether or not you can sustain the legalities behind it. <laughs> I guess the one with the most money is going to win. So I'd like to <laughs> delve into the specifics about trademarks. I know that there are certain trademarks that you can get for certain things. I can get trademarks for your logo, you know, for a podcast, for your website. Now, how deep does that go? Or can you just have a trademark that covers everything? So it goes both ways, right? So when you say how deep can that go, you can trademark anything that you associate with essentially a product, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're on, you know, if you watch TV, I'm a big football fan. I turn on NFL Fox on Sunday and you hear the the song, whatever it is. Oh, wait a minute. We got to hear that again. What was that? The, the song on on <laughs> NFL Fox Sunday. I can't I'm just it. messing with yeah. you, man. I just really want to hear that again. Go ahead. But anyway, no, that, that's something that's trademarkable. Because when you hear it, you think Fox. The product you're getting is whatever Fox sporting event you're about to watch. And it's something you associate with a product. You know what I mean? Um, things that can get trademarked. Look, Tiffany, Tiffany, the jewelry store company, mm-hmm. their color blue on their packaging, that is trademarked. It is trademarked as Tiffany Blue. You can trademark smells if, if you sell that with a product. So it's pretty extensive of what you can trademark. As far as overall protection, whenever you start a business, that's where you want that overall protection, right? Because you're going to have other products eventually. You're going to have you know people look at you when, when you have other apparel or when you have other food, if you have like a food service process. You, know, you have a podcast right now. Mm-hmm. If you want to sell T-shirts from your podcast, you want that to tie back to you. You can trade. That's why you have that overall arching trading, essentially. Mm-hmm. As long as long as you're, as long as you're selling it under that name. Oh, I see. Well, that makes sense. Uh, the only concern I would have as a business owner is whether or not I needed to be specific enough to where my trademark uh, is protected. So, if I'm, you know, if I had a podcast, then I started selling T-shirts with the logo. Now, is the do I have to register the logo? Or if I had a theme song that goes with my logo, do I have to register for the theme song as well? It's not that you have to, it's that you can. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, trademarks isn't really designed as a, if you don't do this, you lose it. Mm-hmm. It's more of a protection for yourself, right? So mm-hmm. if you want your theme song to be associated with your podcast, and that's going to be every time you hear this podcast, it's going to be this song. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, that's something you can trademark. It's also something that's, that's copyrightable. You know, you know, as far as apparel, right, you, as a podcast, you don't sell clothes. 
it's not your main product. But if you did and you said, hey, look, we're going we're gonna to extend to, you know, we're also going to start selling T-shirts. We're going to start selling hats. Mm-hmm. That's something else that you can, you can potentially trademark. And, you know, it, what it is basically is it's closing off competitors to using that name so that when people see it on, they can tie it back to you instead of being confused as to where this product comes from. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, so in your recommendation, what is the first thing I should, what is the first thing that I should trademark when I'm opening a business? So business name, and and I'll take that a step further before you even choose a business name. I would talk to an attorney. Look, a lot of people have, have, um, what's called people who, who they have, who create names for their businesses, right? Mm -hmm. You had, you had uh, someone on not too long ago who does that. And Brad flowers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when, let's say you do meet with that person, or even if you're deciding a name by yourself, mm-hmm. talk to an attorney, see if that name is available. Cause that's the first thing you got to see if the name you have is something that's already being used in your own space. Right. Mm. Cause if it's not, it's, it's not something smart that you would use. You know what I mean? And if it is, then you go forward and you use it. And the reason I say the business name is the first thing you should look to trademark mm-hmm. is because that's going to be your brand. That's going to be what you can build, you know? Um, if you're on if you're on video, right, and let's say your podcast turns into a video podcast, you're gonna want to have the name of it like on the corner so people know what they're looking at. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then as you have your own, you know, if you're a guest on other podcasts, that's how that's how people are gonna know who you are. It's it's such a big part of branding and mm-hmm. building your business up. It, it creates a trust for consumers that they know exactly what they're getting and they have a certain expectation of quality of what they're getting. What are some of the challenges you find a lot of the businesses face when they're trying to trademark? Because I know there's, it takes a while to get it back. And so I guess one of my challenges is whether or not I would have continued with my brand before getting anything official. So you're looking at about six months to a year out before you get anything back from the UFPTO. Yeah. So one of the challenges is the time, you know, um, often if you're starting up, you don't have time to wait around to see if you're, if your trademark going to be approved and things like that. So time can definitely be a factor. Uh, one of the, one of the things that I find most challenging is sometimes business owners have already started selling products or selling services with a certain name, right? Let's say they've been doing this for, for six months to a year. They've, they've built a following. People know them as, you know, whatever their name is. Mm-hmm. And then the time comes, they're like, okay, I want to trademark this. I think I've, I've gotten, you know, to a point where I want to protect this. Well, at that point, it could be too late, you know? And let's say you do want to, you know, let's go back to that whole Purell example or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you go back and try to trademark that, well, you can't. Why? Because someone else has already been using it longer than you have. And at that point, you're kind of, you know, I don't want to say you're screwed, but you're, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I um, you, it, it means you might have to rebrand. Mm-hmm. It means you might have to totally change what you're doing, which could be very expensive. Rebranding can be very expensive depending on what kind of market I'm you're getting in. a headache just thinking about it. <laughs> Honestly, man. I couldn't imagine having to redo something that I've spent so much time creating. And I'm not just talking about the creative entrepreneur, but other businesses that I've built. And one of those things that I did not ever think about was to trademark. And, uh, and I think a lot of people, they don't consider that when they're, when they're, um, building their business because, 
I mean, I've sent out letters before with regard to the podcast, and uh, they're like, why can't I use it? And and all this stuff. And so I had to get my attorney involved and let them know that, you know, this is a trademarked name. You can't just, I mean, because you, you spend a lot of money and time and effort in building the brand. You don't want somebody to just swoop in and, and even mislead people. Uh, absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. And that's the biggest point, you know. When, when, whenever you start a business, you're going to have a certain quality of product, right? And you don't want someone else to have a worse quality and people start tying that back to you. You know, your, your trademark or your, your company name, that's your brand. That's what people are going to look at. You know, when, when I think the creative entrepreneur, I'm going to think, I'm going to think you, I don't want to, I don't want to have to think about, Oh, is it this guy? Is it this person? No, I want to tie it back to one person. So that way when I'm talking about it and I refer it to my friends, there's only one source you're going to go to. And that's essentially what you're doing with trademarks in, in, a, in a larger sense. And you mentioned something that interested me early, a while ago, which was if you start it early enough, then you may have some protection over somebody who has started in it later. Now, like it doesn't necessarily, I'm not talking about, you know, a podcast or anything like that, but let's just say you started a business and you've been doing it for a while, and then somebody else tries to trademark that. And are you somehow protected if you started earlier? So the answer is yes. So the USBTO and the way that US trademarks work, it's a first to use, right? So as long as you use that mark first and you can prove when you used it and the fact that you used it before someone, mm -hmm. you can potentially stop someone from trademarking a, a later mark. Right. So, you know, just some other things to think about with that. You know, it's not just any mark. It would have to be a mark similar to the same services and things like that. You know what I mean? But, mm -hmm. you know, essentially the thing to remember here is is first use. You know what I mean? Gotcha. The, gotcha. The, the right goes to a person who has first use of it, not the first person who trademarked it. If a person who used it first comes in and says, hey, look, I have proof of this that I've been using this mark for, you know, 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. Then at the same time, the, the mark that, you know, just came in to try to trademark isn't a famous mark yet. Mm -hmm. Then that, that trademark could, could stop and the original owner can essentially file for his own trademark protection. That's good to know. That's good to know. At least there's some protection and they're looking at that in case you don't trademark right away. That's a, it's, it's a somewhat <laughs> concerning to me when, when, you know, you think about you've built your business and then all of a sudden somebody just swoops in. But knowing that uh, you know you're you're gonna they're gonna look at whether or not used at first is a is a, is a good deal I think um, with regard to trademarking and I know you know we've harped on this uh, long enough with regard to how to protect yourself what are some of the daily activities that some of these people some of these businesses do on a regular basis to protect themselves. Uh, from trademark infringements what do you find them doing or what do you see the the attorneys doing to protect themselves uh, and i'm talking about on a regular basis from other people coming in so this is going to sound and not mean not to make a joke but if you don't use it if you lose it essentially right mm -hmm. that's that's the biggest takeaway if you have a trademark use it use it everywhere you can you know you're promoting your brand you're promoting yourself and not only that, it shows other competitors or other potential potential, uh, potential competitor. Ah, sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Potential competitors <laughs> that this mark is out there, and that 
you know, you're using it. And that's how you protect yourself, really. It's about making sure you use it, you use it the right way. Whenever you sell anything, put, put it out there. You know, it, it, when I'm a lawyer and I'm advising people, you know, put that, put that trademark, put that logo, put that name on your packaging. Put it on your receipts if possible. Put it on any letterheads if you have a service where you're, where you're you know, transferring paper and things like that. Put it on on the boxes, on the bags, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's not like not only is it good for for business because people see what your product is out there, but like I said, the biggest thing is that when when somebody comes and say, "Oh, this person wasn't using their brand," you can say, "No, look, our brand is everywhere. Yeah. There's no reason why this person shouldn't have known that this was protected." That's a good point. That's a very good point because I think uh, there, like we. You know, when you're looking to find a, a trademark or you're looking to trademark your name, I should say, and you find something that has already uh, that is already obsolete, that they're not using it anymore, they haven't used it in a couple of years, I mean, can you come in and essentially just trademark it? You can. There is. Look, so the way that USPTO works is that if you don't renew your trademark after, you know, there's different periods. So for the first time you register, you have six to seven years to refile and to renew your trademark. After that, it's something like every 10 years where you have to renew your trademark, right? Mm -hmm. And if at some point you don't renew your trademark, they consider your mark dead. And at that point, you can potentially, you know, file a trademark under that name and your response when uh, when one of the USPTO lawyers tell you, "Hey, this was there," you say, "Look, this is a dead mark." So you could it challenge it too, right? Will they come back and will they come back and say, "Hey, somebody's trying to trademark something that you've already trademarked," and and do you want to challenge it? So it depends on the process. So mm-hmm. the way it works too is there's a publication before your trademark comes out. So let's say I'm to the point of filing, and the USPTO itself hasn't found any problems with the trademark. Mm-hmm. Before they publish it or before that they make it official, what they do is they they publish it to USPTO and basically lawyers can look through their publication to see if there's any marks that infringe with any of their own, you know, clients and things like that. Yeah. And that's the one way that someone can say, Hey, look, this this mark is infringing on ours and our mark is still alive. We we we've gone through the proper steps. But if they don't do that, or let's say it goes to publication and no one says anything, then your mark is good to go. They can't come back later and say, hey, look, we, we, we've had this. We, we, even though it died, we still had this. At that point, it's too late. You, you let the mark die. Wow. Well, I mean, this is some great information uh, for sure. I mean, it's just actually, I, and I, I told you before we came on, I said, man, I've been looking for somebody to talk about trademarks because I feel like it's so important to protect your brand, to protect yourself from, from uh, somebody just stealing your stuff. And, and you being able to just, uh, you know, mark your territory, so to speak. Um, we're getting close to the end of the podcast, and I'd like to know if you could give us some advice on what we should do as business owners, like anything, some words of wisdom, some rules that you live by, um, anything like that. Absolutely. So I'll come at this from from the legal sense. And what I would say is, Find a lawyer you're comfortable with. Find a lawyer that you can talk to. And, and I know this is the hard part because a lot of times lawyers can be expensive. Mm-hmm. And I know at least for me and my company, one thing that we take pride in is making sure that we're affordable for small business owners and that they can ask us questions whenever they're lost or whenever they, they're confused. 
Because you know what? The way I see it is if you protect yourself early and you, you know, invest in your, your protection early, when things pop up, those things that pop up are going to be so small in comparison that you're going to be really glad that you did all those steps first. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, let's say you don't protect yourself early. You know, let's say you don't file your trademarks. Let's say you don't even search to see if your mark's available. Let's say you don't, you know, form your entity, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's when your business gets really expensive. And that's when your business not only gets expensive, but it can potentially end. Yeah. You know, it, it, it can mean rebranding. It can mean absolutely having to shut down. Yeah. And you never want to get to that point. You know what I mean? Like I said, I don't think anybody starts a business with the intention of failing within five years. Yeah. So the best thing to do is protect yourself for the long haul. You know what I mean, talk, talk to those attorneys, you know, get yourself someone you trust that you feel works for you and your, and your business. And Absolutely. then go from there. That, I think that's the biggest thing. Absolutely. Uh, just fi- find that protection. Man. Awesome advice. I'm so glad I've had you on the show. You know, how can our listeners get a hold of you? So the best way to fi- to talk to me and, and my law firm, we're on we're online. Uh, the website is mybrandesq.com. Again, that's mybrandesq.com. And from there, you can you know schedule a consultation. And the one thing we do for for anyone who wants to sign up is we offer free consultations because we know that a lot of times it's expensive just to get on the phone with a lawyer. And mm-hmm. the one thing we take our take a lot of pride in is we don't charge you per hour that we're on the phone with you. We're not going to charge you for, for your phone calls. You know, we want to make sure that you and your business are, are protected and that you can grow and move forward. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the best way to find us right, right on our website. And then you'll usually get me right away. Uh, we also have a phone number. The phone number for that is 855-781-7705. And those are the two best ways to, to reach us. Mm-hmm. We're not on social media quite yet. We're, we're waiting to, to build that out a little better. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm really bad about making content. So uh, <laughs> I need to start that up a little better. But that, that's the two ways you can find us. Awesome. Well, we, you know, we're content creators here. So that is our priority. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. You're an inspiration to me and our listeners. And I'm really, really glad to have had you on the show today. I'm glad to be here. And I'll be back anytime you want to talk about any other legal topics. Definitely. I'm definitely going to have to follow up. Maybe we'll have some questions from the audience or from our listeners, and we'll have a follow-up on that. So there you go, guys. Danny Lopez. It was a pleasure having him on the show today. If you want to check out the show notes, all of his information is going to be there. Check out the creativeentrepreneur.net. Please subscribe. And, and until next week, keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to The Creative Entrepreneur. Please click the show notes for additional information. Want to know more? Click on the subscribe button and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by visiting us at tcepodcast.net.